The following is a production by Cutting to the Chase Podcast. So what's up, Kyle? Um, first off, have you been on a podcast before? I had a friend. He kind of started a podcast uh, probably my during my senior ju- senior year of college. So he did ask me to do a, uh, a episode of it. So I did do it, but it never got uploaded. So no one got to hear my uh, Chicago Cub takes. So this is the first one where people might actually get to hear me. So Yeah, because... Uh... You know, obviously, you know, I've been doing this for a while and you've been asking me when you're going to come on. I kept saying, like, we're going to get to it. And finally, it happened. So you've made it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I'm super. Yeah, I'm super excited. I've even like looked into, you know, starting a podcast. Just seems like a lot of work. Oh, yeah, it's definitely a lot of work. I uh, it's a lot of work. I uh, like go back. uh almost two years ago now i started well i had the other one with the other website i'm with and that's 90 that we're we're 91 episodes in over there uh and then this one was random that i started this year i was just like i want to interview people in sports and i did that a couple years ago and then i just kind of picked it up this year again so like i have 28 episodes or i guess this is the episode this is the 29th episode but uh I uh, have a couple that started out like four years ago, three years ago, whatever. But um, now it's like a weekly thing. So now it's cool. Now I know what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. I didn't really know what I was doing. And even now it's like I fake it, but I make it look like I know what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, I feel that. That's, uh, you, you can say uh, that about any job, really. <laughs> but Yeah. And it's like you were uh, you were pretty instrumental in helping me figure out the best techniques because I'd be like, hey, I need you to do like a Zoom call right now or... I need you to test out this Anchor app, which now I just do Zoom and Zencaster. And I got this mic that you can see recently, which is cool. Because I didn't used to do a mic. I just used my headphones. And now I'm like, wait, if I'm going to do this, I might as well do it right and go all in. Yeah. And I got the mic. I got the, you know, I got all that stuff. But uh, anyway, so uh, so obviously we don't know each other whatsoever. So we've been in a group chat for like the last, what, two years, I think. Like you, me, yeah, KB, yeah. George, Ryan. I mean, who am I forgetting? Pat. Yeah, all kinds of people. It seems like. Yeah. Uh, oh, and Tolly. So it's, yeah. of course, yeah. Tolly, right? <laughs> and it's just it's funny because um, I don't know. It's like we didn't know each other, and it's kind of disbanded a little bit lately. But um, it'll probably come back. In fact, I even talked to KB today, and she was like, "You guys can add me back now." But I was like, "Eh, we're not really talking right now. Anyway, it doesn't really matter." Yeah. But uh. <laughs> But uh, but yeah, so we've been in this group chat all because of fantasy baseball, which I'll be honest, I tap out of fantasy baseball pretty fast. I, I used to do fantasy hockey, fantasy football, and I love baseball, but for whatever reason with fantasy baseball, I just lose interest so fast. I think it's just because it's every day and I'm just like, I don't care. But yeah, anyway. <laughs> yeah, ba- fantasy baseball, like I do it every year because of course I love baseball, but it, it does get hard. And I try to keep up where I like set a lineup for like week or two ahead. But, you know, baseball's, you know, injuries happen and, like, guys yeah. aren't performing. So, like, if you're not on it every day, I mean, it's 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 hard. I mean, fantasy football is probably yeah. the easiest out of all of them, to be honest. 
So I, I think right, that's probably yeah. the one that most people do play. So uh, I mean, so I've been I I'm only in two leagues this year for fantasy football, but yeah, I uh, I took a break this year. I was going to play, and I just decided I didn't care enough, and I haven't missed it whatsoever. I've been busy. I don't really care. I mean, fantasy football that is, but um, yeah. But uh, anyway, it's cool to have you on. Obviously, like I said at the beginning, it's been a long time coming. <laughs> so yeah. I'm going to get yeah. your thoughts first. Let's just jump into the Cubs. They sucked this past season. They've sucked for a while now. And I know that's relative because we're talking about like a team that's supposed to go to the World Series. And we have we know what real sucking means. But <laughs> but uh, yeah, obviously, the Cubs have gone backwards. Uh, so what are your thoughts? Obviously, I know what they probably are, but... Are you feeling optimistic going forward, or is it kind of like this is a time to blow it up? It's it's hard. Like I've I I understand and I see both sides of it. It's uh, I mean honestly, like I I was even thinking about it because I I figured this was a question that would come up, and I don't know I don't <laughs> know what what where we go or what happens after this. Like you know I mean obviously like Theo's leaving. I mean it's kind of clear mm-hmm. he's leaving after this year. And it's so it just it's kind of it, it feels so weird because he's leaving right when like we have four of our big free agents like whether uh, unless you know some of them get traded this off season so it's like I mean you have no idea what the team's gonna look like or like how they're gonna perform this year and we still don't know how the team will even look like I said you know they could trade one or two guys this off season so we have no idea what they're even gonna look like how they'll perform next year. I mean, we had three starting pitchers that are free agents. I mean, I don't know whether they're going to sign. I mean, the the way the offseason's been the last two years, like I can't expect any free agent signings, but, you know, the way way our front office has been with um, trusting young guys, I mean, they just haven't got a shot. You know, even in the bullpen, they hardly get a shot, so – I don't I can't really see them giving a shot to someone, even though like I think Azalea or Tyson Miller or Abbott, you know, so a couple of those guys could, you know, be ready, but you know, they had just haven't given the chance for him. Yeah, I think Azalea is a guy that probably has a good shot because Chat Chatwood's gone, right? Lester might be gone, you know, Darvish, Hendricks, but you know, is Alec Mills going to be in the rotation? So there's a shot there. I had Bleacher Nation, you know, Brett on last week, and yeah. he was talking yeah. about the Cubs offseason, and he was basically like painting that picture like it's probably going to be bleak just because you talk about they haven't been spending money anyway. And then you talk about the pandemic and how that's crippling teams financially from making big moves. And like you said, they might make a trade. Uh, he thought Chris Bryant was a guy that they were trying to trade for sure last year, and the whole grievance thing held that up a little bit could happen this year so i mean who knows but i mean obviously it could but um yeah it's just, isn't that crazy though i mean we thought chris bryant was the you know gonna be a perennial mvp all-star yeah you know maybe the second third fourth top five player anyway in the game and uh injuries have hurt him uh i think the cubs have done him or other players really for years i say this every single podcast when i'm talking with somebody about the cubs but um I just think the team has not done its players. Uh, they've done them a disservice as far as injuries and playing guys when they probably shouldn't be or, you know, grinding through. And 
you know, whether it's Bryant or even Daniel Descalso. I mean, we see it all the time, yeah. but who knows? Maybe Bryant be healthy and be able to play well again. I don't know. I, I, I'm tempted to just throw out this past season when it comes to guys like Baez because he was so bad. And he's, I don't think he's, I mean, he's not a bad player. We saw what he can do when he's right. But of course, I got to say, you know, I don't really know, obviously. That's just how it feels that the team could probably do better engaging injuries or not having players play. But then again, maybe the players, the one not disclosing the info. I don't know. So I can't really obviously say one way or the other, but that's just kind of how it feels like. There was just weird stuff in 2020. 2020 has just been a dumb year anyway. <laughs> yeah. You, I mean, you can retweet that, but <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, 2020, it's, it's hard to, you know, take what happened this season because I mean, like you said, I mean, Javi Baez isn't this bad, you know. And then Chris Bryant, you know, he has been, you know, injured a lot the last couple of years. But, like, I still do think he's a good player. But, you know, based on what he, you know, was looking for before all these injuries, like, it's – and with his agent, like, you never know. Like, I yeah. just – you know, it's going to be hard to try to sign a guy and give reasons of why we should be paying him that kind of money based on his performance the last couple – years so it's hard like uh, I do agree you know that's a guy that they're probably gonna look to try to move I mean I don't know what kind of value he has on the market I mean he still is you know a former MVP and a rookie of the year and when he's right he's I mean 35 you know homers is probably manageable on a normal season so I still do think he has some value but I don't know what he's gonna bring back I don't know you know it's always hard because like I, I don't know what the way the market is and everything. So, um, you know, I have no idea what's going to happen and I don't know what they need to do. Yeah. I feel like if the Cubs trade Bryant or even Baez or whatever, I just feel like they're selling low because no one's going to give up a ton, especially for Bryant coming off, whether it's the bad performance, the injuries, the fact that he's going to be a free agent soon. So some team could get a steal on him, essentially. But yeah, who knows? Um, so we'll see how. That's that's the thing. Like, you know, when you're thinking about the guys that we could trade, like Bryant, Baez, even Schwarber, I mean, all of them, you know, didn't have the best season or they haven't the last couple of years. And, you know, a big guy they've also talked about, you know, possibly trading is like Contreras because he has the most value out of everyone. Plus, we have, you know, Caratini and you have Amaya that's only a few, maybe a year or so, year and a half away. And then you have P.J. Higgins that, you know, he didn't get a chance last year, but, you know, he could be a good backup and he can play, you know, third base, uh, maybe first. I don't know if he plays first, but, you know, he's, he's always an option if they wanted to, you know, trade Contreras. But again, it's also hard because he's always the only guy out of those four that performed. True. Very true. Uh, so I was looking at your Twitter picture. You're the World Series trophy. Is that Ryan Sandberg? Who is that? Yeah, it's Ryan Sandberg. Sandberg. So, yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, so you know, you know, the Cubs won the World Series, and I think it was the next semester. Um, they had the trophy coming to Springfield. So of course, you know, I'm a college student. I'm like, well, I gotta go see it. You know, it's the first time the Cubs won the World Series, and you know, 105 years or 108 years or whatever. And so me and my friend. So my friend, he was a football player at McKendree for a semester and he ended up transferring out. So we both took off school, whatever. And we went and we got up there pretty early. We were up there at like five thirty, six o'clock in the morning. And we were probably the first 30 people 
And when, so when we got in and everything, Ryan Sandberg was a surprise, you know, guest. Nice. Like I didn't, wasn't even expecting a guest. And it was cool. Yeah. Like we were able to like go up to him, shake his hand, take a picture with him. And, you know, obviously you can't do that now with COVID, but, you know, right. <laughs> at the time. Did you get his autograph? No, uh, I don't think he was doing autographs. I mean, yeah, well, picture's like, he, cool, though. He, yeah, yeah, the picture's cool. So, and people can follow you at Kyle Schmidt 13. Just got to throw that in there since I brought up your Twitter picture. But yeah, but yeah please, so please follow me. <laughs> so, in 2016, did you have any uh, ritual superstitions going on throughout the playoffs, or were you just watching games like normal and just freaking out like everybody else? It's kind of, I don't know, it's kind of hard to remember. I, I don't believe I had any rituals. I mean, uh, most of my wardrobe, I have a lot of Cub gear anyway, so I don't know if I was wearing different or if I was wearing the same thing. I know, like, speaking of rituals, I know, like, when, um, so in my junior year of high school, I, uh, my team, my high school won the state championship. So when we were going through those playoffs, I didn't wash my clothes at all during the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> so that was the kind of weird ritual and, like, I mean, I wasn't I wasn't a starter, so I didn't play uh, during the playoffs. Right. I was, you know, but I was still part of the team. But like, you know, still sitting there in like, you know, the end of May going into June, like uh, I'm sure my clothes probably didn't smell the best. So, <laughs> uh, and you and you coach baseball now, right? Yeah, yeah. So I've been coaching for four years. I actually started coaching once I graduated high school. I jumped in with the American Legion program from my hometown. I started coaching Junior Legion. I did that for three years, and then I got promoted to Senior Legion this past summer. So, um, but my my highlight was my second year coaching. Um, um, we had a sophomore group that won the state championship, and I was with them to go up to Chicago to play some of the best uh, Illinois Legion teams in the state, and we we played some really good teams, and we came out on top. We we won every game up there, so it was awesome. I guess was there was there any games this past summer or was COVID so, uh, wreaking havoc? Yeah, so American Legion canceled baseball, but we still wanted to provide baseball for our kids, and so we played independent. So we played uh, we played some Legion teams. We played. I ended up. I I'm good with finding contacts. I'm young, you know. I have a baseball Twitter page for my uh, you know baseball team. So I, I was able to, you know, tweet at people, send messages. I was able to find phone numbers and I played, you know, high schools. Uh, I played Legion teams. We played, a, uh, played a tournament in Missouri. Um, so, you know, I was able to find games and play. So, uh, we played almost 30 games nice. this summer. So it was a good number. Uh, it was my first, it was my first year I had to like make the schedule. I had mm. to do it. Because Legion baseball got canceled in like May, so like this was like last minute. I had to do everything, so uh, it was it was very fun, interesting. Um, so we did we had a really well we had a good summer. It just sucked at the end because you know you're playing all summer and you didn't have anything right. to play for. You were just playing right. games. You didn't have that. You know, with Legion baseball, we have the playoffs again, like school baseball. You have the playoffs. You know. You, you're trying to play for a state championship. And even in Legion, if you win a state championship, you go to the region, you play some all the state champions from all the regions. And if you make it further, you make it to the American Legion World Series. So it's kind of like college baseball, but, you know, of course, high school level. Yeah, hopefully you, uh, I mean, <laughs> obviously, hopefully we can get back to normal sooner than later. Who knows how that's going to look, but 
whether anything at this point, but I don't know. We seem to be making, I, I, I guess we're making progress. It doesn't seem like it based on the news or whatever, but you know, we're yeah. sort of functioning normally again, I guess. So, but, uh, okay. So I was also curious, you're a fan of, how'd you become a fan of the Arizona Cardinals and Boise state? Okay. So, so Boise state, um, honestly, I just like their blue turf. And <laughs> when I started following Boise state, that's when Kellen Moore and Doug Martin were there. So that's when okay. I became more of a fan. And then, you know, I just stuck with them, you know, and then, gotcha. um, you know, it was a couple rough years. And then we got Brett uh, Repton, the Denver Broncos third string QB now or backup QB. But he was he was another good one. He started for four years. And then, uh, of course, we got uh, we have a sophomore. So a guy that started all of last year, Hank Brockmeyer. So that this this he came in. As a, I believe, a four-star QB, he was the highest-rated QB Boise State's ever brought in, and he started all of last year. And, like, I know – so I listen to this uh, football podcast called Sports – Strong Opinion Sports. That's what it is. So the guy that does that, so he, he, he's gotten pretty big with it, but he – so he played QB a little bit, um, played at a couple different schools. He also went through school a little bit and helped out with, like, ESPN and, like, you know, Fox sports and like all that. So he's been, he's very knowledgeable. And I, he, he actually brought up Hank last year because, you know, he, he's, you know, pretty good. He's the highest rated Boise state QB ever. And, um, you know, last year he was, he did a video talking about like, you know, if he keeps it up, you know, he could be, you know, um, you know, drafted eventually in a couple of years, but yeah, I don't know. He had to miss a game or two. And they didn't say it was because of COVID reasons, but they also didn't say – they didn't say that he got in trouble. So I don't know if it was an injury or what. They didn't really say, but he's he missed last week. So we had our – we had a USC QB that transferred in this coming year, and he played last week against BYU. And he got – got into got – well, the week before he did really well, but last week against BYU and Zach Wilson, I don't know if you – know much about oh, yeah. him but he's he's supposed to be first round qb uh, yeah he, bears he's bears people now. they're talking about him in chicago they uh i've been hearing yeah. his name recently so they want there's some there's some uh chatter for sure about him potentially going to the bears so we'll see if the bears are gonna screw it up and win seven or eight games go to the playoffs or just miss it and get a you know middling first round draft pick and probably miss out on him he'll go somewhere else and it'd be great <laughs> Well, I mean, so I I, I kind of look at the um, the recruit or uh, the mock drafts and stuff, and I think there is four to five. Well, it depends who comes out this year, of course. I do think there's four or five, maybe even six QBs that could go in the first round right now. Because originally, I don't remember seeing Zach Wilson. I know, like at the a couple of months ago, it was you know, of course, Trevor Lawrence. You got Justin Fields, but then after that, you also got you know. Trey Lance, I don't know what his his stocks gonna be because with his team they only get to play one game this year. So like I don't know whether you know teams are gonna like you know him only you know not playing football in almost like a year and a half or two years. I don't know how long you know from last season would have been, but so I don't know what his stock will be. And then Zach Wilson, of course, is his stocks going up. And then I don't know what Kyle Trask is gonna do, but I mean he's tearing it up for Florida. All right. And there might have been another guy, but I don't know on the top of my head. Yeah, it's about so, five, four or five. So those are yeah. the QBs, so yeah. 
but that's also depending how each of their seasons go and whether, you know, they come out or not. So, right. And then, and, you know, right now Lawrence is dealing with COVID, so he'll come back and, you know, I'm sure he's going to yeah. go pro. But Which I don't so, think he'll fall unless right. you know, Justin Fields just – which he's been good. And, I mean, you know, he could easily take the top spot. But, you know, either either team that gets him or Fields, I think they're going to be set. You know, hopefully right. they surround them with the talent they need to, you know, be good and succeed. So kind of along the same lines. I mean, I became an Arizona fan when Kurt Warner – uh, was there and that that was when they were you know good and they went to the Super Bowl and then you know I stuck with them you know even through the Kevin Cobb you know experiment and then you know of course we uh, landed Carson Palmer and you know made it to the NC- NSC championship and then him and Arians you know ended up uh, retiring and leaving and then um, you know we had that rough year and we got Josh Rosen and I still love Josh Rosen and, you know, I kind of thought it was dirty what they did, but, you know, you know, when you have Kyler Murray sitting there at number one, it was, you know, kind of hard to pass up on that talent. They turned it around fast. Kingsbury coming in and how, you know, how much film he, you know, how badly he wanted him at Texas Tech and, you know, when you get the chance. Yeah. No, Cliff, I think is still learning. Um, You know, I, I don't get to watch every game, you know, Cliff's, you know, learning, and he still has got a lot of improvement he needs to do, uh, you know, some questionable play calling. But hopefully they don't pull the trigger to fire and fire him. But I think hopefully give him, yeah, hopefully give him. Oh, no. He's not going anywhere. Hopefully not. Cliff is but, fine. He's yeah, <laughs> That yeah. team's in the playoff on. What are you talking about? He's not going anywhere. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but, I mean, we lost to the Dolphins this past week, and we got the Bills Dolphins got Tua. Hey, Miami's got uh, Tua. Yeah. <laughs> Buffalo's on the rise. You're talking about two teams in the AFC East that might win that division, one or the other, yeah, obviously. Well, yeah, but, I mean, we also got losses to the Panthers, which should have been a win. Like, True. The Panthers aren't bad, but, like, that's, right, that's right, the right. team you gotta you gotta beat. I mean, so I, I I just I just think Arizona. I mean, right now they are five and three. They're right behind Seattle. Technically, they had that huge win on Sunday night a couple weeks ago against Seattle. That was a crazy yeah, ending. Yeah. Did, did you see that? That was nuts. But well, I don't. So, <laughs> so questioning my fanhood. So I was so I don't know. So I'm a teacher and I wake up at like six or five forty five every morning. I got you. So yeah. like I was like dead. Like I watched the first half. And then I fell asleep and I, I woke up you. right as they were tying the game and going mm-hmm. to overtime. I, and think, I was like, holy cow, yeah. that's crazy. So, but yeah, no, that, was, yeah, that, that was a crazy game. So that makes sense. I mean, you gotta, you gotta go to bed at a reasonable time still. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, Monday nights and even Thursday night games have been really tough because, yeah. you know, I love football and I want to watch it, but at the same time, like I got to get up early and yeah, definitely. Sorry. I'm looking at something real fast. Um, I'm going to edit that part out. Uh, actually, maybe I won't. You know, it's funny. I don't typically watch Conan. I mean, I think Conan is cool and all. I just don't typically watch Conan. But sometimes he'll, you know, I'll have him on. And I had him on the other night and he had Zach Braff on. And Zach's got his own uh, podcast. And he was talking about how they'll be recording and stuff will happen. And they don't even edit it out. They just leave it in there. And it's just kind of funny. Because I don't know. I'm always trying to be perfect and edit out every little background noise and every little and I'll clean it up, but yeah. sometimes I'm like, maybe I should leave that in there for the comedic factor. So I, I don't feel know, like, but yeah, like maybe I'll leave this yeah, in there. I, feel I don't like know. People actually get to know you and your personality a little bit, you know, better whenever you're joking. I know you haven't listened to the Compound podcast, but I mean, maybe it, I have. It's, it's, oh, you have finally? Yeah, I haven't. Oh, you I, haven't? Yeah. So you send me a link. Send me a link. <laughs> all right, but I, I like I really like it because you get to you get to learn about 
Ian Happ and uh, Dakota. Oh, right. Actually, yeah. Yeah. Actually, I should check that out. Yeah, you get to learn about some of the players, you know, you get to, you know, root for. So, well, and that reminds me. So, um, I am going to check that out because, you know, Dom on Twitter, right? Yeah, yeah. He's Cups. been on twice. Yeah. So, right. Exactly. This, this past week, uh, yesterday's. Episode, right. Yeah. So, or Tuesday's. So. I'm going to have him on, uh, I'm going to have him on pretty soon and I'm going to check out that podcast because he was on another friend's podcast, The Sky is Falling. He was talking about him. He was talking about being on Hap's podcast and he was like, <laughs> I don't know if you hear the sky is falling or not, or if you know who they are, but you should check them out. But uh, okay. uh, that's a that's a that's an un uh, that's a, a shout out that I didn't expect to make. But no, seriously, they're a cool um, podcast. But uh, anyway, they were talking to Dom, and he was they were talking about the time he was on Hap's podcast, and he was like, you know, I go on there, and Hap is just like, hey, like doesn't even look at the camera. He just comes off super cold, and you know, obviously they warmed up and whatever it was fine but that was funny but yeah i'm gonna have dom on but yeah the personality stuff is cool i I need to listen to more podcasts i i um i've kind of uh i've kind of adapted or learned a lot from like the sky is falling as far as their editing and their promotional content uh you know one of their guys gave me some tips so i've been kind of uh learning that way but yeah definitely it's fun to uh you know, and for me, it's fun talking with different people and getting their stories and stuff. So, you know, like I knew a lot about you already, yeah, but, yeah. you know, it's good to hear some of it. It's good to put that stuff out there for the world to hear. <laughs> so you're a blues fan. Are you a big hockey fan or kind of casual? Uh, I would say I'm kind of casual. Like, you know, I like the blues and like I tried to watch a lot of the games when they were making their run for the Stanley Cup, of course. The but, bubble this past year? Oh, I Or last honestly, year? Well, the when they won the championship, but I right, mean, right, right. Um, it's so I'm a big baseball football fan. So like, it always seems mm-hmm. like the Blues are playing a night where you know when the Cubs are playing or when there's a football game or you know or like I don't know the weekends. I'm always, uh, during the fall. I'm always coaching baseball, and it just it, I, I find it really hard to even just watch a game. So it gets gets difficult to you know follow and like plus i don't know i'm not really knowledgeable with like players or like you know i've um i worked for mckendry's hockey team where i did like um i did the clock so like i i was able to watch hockey but like at the same time and i learned a lot but there's still you know some of it you know i'm still like learning so like i'm not really a huge blues fan so i'm more casual but i wish i watched more but I always, you know, I'm always going to baseball or football more or so. When you said that the Cubs are always on, I was like, well, that's a good thing because that means the Blues for you. That means the Blues are either in the playoffs in the spring and summer or it's October. The Cubs are in the playoffs when the Blues yeah. are playing. So <laughs> for the most part, but let's circle back to the Cubs. All right. So we kind of talked about the Cubs a little bit at the beginning. So we'll kind of close out with that. Do you have a player or players in mind that you're looking forward to seeing more of. I kind of asked this with Bleacher Nation last week, and uh, you know, he was saying there's so many different guys, and I think Alzale was a guy that we definitely touched yeah. upon. Uh, he was, I was, I, I was just kind of shouting out names, you know, like Nico Horner, and he was like, you know, I think Nico really could have benefited from more time in the minors, but you know, obviously there was no minor league season, yeah. and it just was what it was. Um, you know, I think, I think, I think too, I wanted to touch on this too. You Darvish. Almost won the Cy Young. He's great. He's also going to be... keep forgetting that he's already like 34, 35. 
So yeah, so you Darvish is 34. He's going to be 35 next August. Uh, he might be your best trade chip in a way. Would you trade him? I mean, if their package is right, why not? Because because he's a starting pitcher. You never know how a pitcher's arm is going to yeah. do. He's already had injuries. He looks like the best pitcher in baseball right now, arguably. But he's in his mid 30s. His team needs something. They need to they need to figure it out prospect wise. Just retooling, yeah. maybe not a rebuild, but a retool is definitely needed. So. I mean, yeah, like you said, like I mean, he, him or Contreras are your two best options to get the most value out of. Based on how you Darvish has been, you know, almost won the Cy Young this year. You know, it's hard for me to say whether I would or not, and I'm glad I don't have to make that decision. You know, at least, you know, there's people that get paid more to, you know, make that decision and, you know, either take, you know, the backlash or, you know, the rewards, you know, comes from it. But Right. I would shop. I would probably shop him and you see what you can get. And if you, if a team comes to you with a deal that you can't resist, and I mean, it's players you want. Theo's out soon. He'll be leaving. So is Jed going to be the GM? Is he going to be the president? Are they going to not have a president? I mean, who knows? It's like, you know, maybe Theo will be a part of this transition, which I mean, is probably the best type of thing i mean to kind of help ease in the new whatever direction that they go so yeah it's gonna be weird it doesn't help that we have a pandemic with you know the rickets don't spend money right now and it's not likely to happen especially with the pandemic but 2016 is what we got it's weird because like you know when theo came in 10 years ago you know you you had a plan you had a vision there was a vision and we kind of knew and expected what was gonna happen like we knew it was gonna be hard for a couple years and then we knew at some point, he would turn it around based on what he did in Boston. And so, and then when they did it, you know, that was, you know, it was awesome. And then, like, of course, you, we knew we would be good for, you know, the next four or five years. But, like, it's, it's uh, personally, I think it's kind of scary, all the uncertainty after next year. Like, you know, like you said, it's, I mean, it seems like Theo's leaving, but, I mean, what's up with Jed? Like, is he going with them? Is he going to, you know, go up to be president or is he going to stay as GM? Like, are we going to get rid of that president spot? Like, I mean, I don't know what's going to happen. And like, I mean, with all the guys that are becoming free agents, like, I mean, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what you need to do to, you know, retool. Like, I mean, like I said, I'm glad I'm not the one making those decisions. So. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. You know, I guess, I guess, I guess silver lining is that this is our, this, this sounds like our biggest problem right now. I mean, you go back to the beginning of the year with COVID and it's like sports were the least of our concerns. So it's kind of nice, I guess, to uh, pretend for a minute that the Cubs issues are a huge problem. They are in their own way. They're obviously in their own world. Uh, You know, it is what it is, but it's nice to talk sports, even if it's not always the best. (laughs) pretty much all I had. Did you have anything that you wanted to add or anything that you wanted to touch on that we didn't get into? Oh, I would like, I'd like to say, you know, uh, thank you for having me and, and, you know, it was a great opportunity and I would always love to, you know, come back and, you know, talk anything you want to talk about. So, well, Kyle, you already, um, you already started, but I want to thank you for coming on. <laughs> no, but, um, <laughs> but you. seriously though, yeah, that's all I had. So I, I appreciate your time and I appreciate you taking the time on this Thursday. Thanks for listening to this episode of Cutting to the Chase podcast. That was my guest, Kyle Schmidt. You can follow him at Kyle Schmidt 13 on Twitter. As always, the music intro outro is by my guy, John Christian. He has a band called Let It Sleep. And you can check out this podcast anywhere you get your podcasts. I will see you next time.